Are, are you happy with the message you're putting out? I was the first person to publicly, famously produce Riz to the level I produce it to in the UK. Uh, sex doesn't really excite me unless it's with Latino woman. What are your thoughts on OnlyFans, girls? If you're comfortable with having that lack of self-respect and struggling for money and that's what you want to do, the problem with most girls in society, which is they don't want to listen and they don't want to open their ears. When have you, when has anyone found quality female in a dating? I can't see a masculine man being with an OnlyFans girl. I, I know a couple of people that are together from, from OnlyFans girl and the guys are bitches. That's how it works in Brasilia! One thing I just want to finish on is loneliness. Are you lonely? Hey, can you do me a quick favor? Could you just hit the subscribe, the follow, or the thumbs up button? It honestly helps more than you'd imagine. And we're going to bring in listeners each month to watch the online disruptor in person. Thank you. Diego, you call yourself the Riz God or the Riz King. So I guess my first question, as cringe as this is, why? I never called myself that. I, uh, I mentioned this before, and I think there comes to a point where people give you a certain name that you just have to, you just have to accept it. Not that it's the worst name to accept. That wasn't a self-proclaimed name. That was a name that was added in my comments a lot of the time. Um, I can certainly speak to the youth for, for the UK. I was the first person to publicly, famously produce Riz to the level I produce it to in the UK. Um, and I guess I've done it on one of the biggest scales and most consistently and proved myself to be, I'm not going to say it. It's so cringe. Say it, say it. The way you said. The Riz God. That one. What does Riz mean? Because I'm, I'm, I might be a bit too old to understand. I, I had to ask my partner's friend the other day what, what Riz meant. <laughs> she knew. She just didn't want she... to tell you. <laughs> she knew. Um, Riz is um, essentially game. I mean, you're not old. You're like, what, 30? Fuck off. You're younger than 30. You don't know what Riz is. 25. I would have said 25, but you're saying I'm old. Bro, you're like three years older than me. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm too old to know what Riz is. No, serious. I'm, I'm from a little village in Exeter. So that might, <laughs> there that you might go. be why. All right. So there are no like, there are no sheep or farms or potatoes based in this. This is Riz. It's essentially game. Having game. Being able to chat together. I mean, presumably you've, you're not too bad. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to think so. Where did this Riz, Riz game come from then? Uh, Riz started as in with me or on the internet? Both. With me, I'm, I just love talking to people. I'm a super confident guy. And a lot of people don't understand that the Riz is, a lot of it is just communication. And I communicate as well with men as I do with women. I just communicate well in general. In, and, and I have a warm personality. So I like to communicate with people. And then I was like, Always knew I was going to be in and around social media. Um, I like to be behind the camera, in front of the camera, sorry. And for where's my niche? Where can I push that no one else has kind of explored yet? 
So it was like between football and chatting to girls. You're, you're predominantly on TikTok. You're very, very famous on TikTok. TikTok's audience is what I would say maybe a lot of younger teens. It was. Was, maybe, or, or whatever. How do you think you sort of, you impact them? Because there'll be a lot of people on there who just play Xbox all day who might be so, socially awkward and then they see you easily chatting to girls. How do you think that impacts them? That's a really good question. Um, I think like any influencer, slightly more intelligent kids would be influenced in a good way. And there are always downsides that slightly maybe less open-minded and people that struggle to consume information more could be influenced in a bad way. For example, people that take my content in the wrong way might have me down as narcissistic, might have me down as someone that's overly arrogant or confident, or guys that might take my content in a really um, intelligent way would look at it and go, wow, the confidence this guy has to go and speak to anyone he wants, the kind of freedom he has in his own mind and his own brain, to communicate with anyone at any time, no matter how beautiful the girl is, how busy the girl is, if she has a boyfriend with her, um, and then be inspired from that to be confident in whatever they do within their life. Not only talking to girls, but being confident to network, being confident to follow any dreams, goals, aspirations that you have as a person, being confident enough to tell your parents you don't want to go to fucking university just because they say so, being confident enough to travel the world on your own. You know, there are loads of, loads of examples. Are, are you happy with the message you're putting out or, or is it just uh, you found your niche and you're having your bit of your, your fame, so to speak? I say I've only started putting messages out recently that are not such to do with girls. My message towards girls for guys is to be confident and make girls feel comfortable. Every guy asks me now, what's your advice? Like five seconds, bang, what's your advice? And towards the girls, I say, listen, be confident, go and do it and make the girl feel comfortable. Because when they in age where girls like are very wary of talking to guys and talking to anyone in general. Um, so if that's my message, yeah, I'm happy with it. But I'd say my message generally comes away from girls and I'm just showing people and demonstrating a certain skill set and entertainment within, um, within that. What advice would you give to these young kids who are scared to get out, speak to people who ha who lack confidence because society is you're you're on your your Xbox all day now you're on your phone and th and they're scared to go out and socialize. So like maybe a year two years ago when the the pushback of the Matrix was really being globally shown and broadcasted, my message to people would be like, come on guys get back that confidence that men were allowed to have 10, 20 years ago and not be scrutinized for it in a respectful manner. Of course, I don't, I don't feel like I've disrespected anyone on my journey um, from like bottom to top or bottom to where I am now. Uh, my message to, yeah, as I said, a year ago would be encouraging guys to step out of the comfort zone, um, be free and individual and confident. Um, now my message would be more like, what the fuck are you doing? You've had your wake up call over the last year. There are loads of people on the internet telling you to to get out, stay active. Um, all these positive messages that we like. And there are still people being lazy, being scared. And for me now, it's like, what, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you literally are waiting to die, um, not achieving anything you've you've wanted to achieve. When when did when did the game change for you? When did you say shit? This is 
my my TikTok, my YouTube, my Instagram, whatever has blown up. This is a game changer now. Game changer in what sense? Where you went from minimal views not being recognised to people are watching you on a on a bigger scale. Are you saying like what was my reaction to that? When when was the defining moment? I'm. I think I just sound so arrogant when I say all this stuff. I would also say I'm one of the only social media content creators, especially like a TikToker, that's been relevant consistently for over a year, every single day. There's not been a week where I've got like, fuck, my views have gone shit. I've managed throughout the last year since my first video did really, really well, which was actually a year ago today, was my first video that got... 20 now it's on like 26 million views um so today last year was probably the biggest time or the biggest jump that was from like 20 30 000 followers to like a hundred thousand a couple of brands reached out to me off, off of that video um so that was the biggest jump but other than that it's, it's been constant growth and uh consistency from that day i haven't gone a day without posting a video amazing i I went viral on Twitter last year, believe it or not. My, the only time I've ever, ever gone viral on, on Twitter. I went viral after I, I wrote a tweet that said something like, the likes of Ed Matthews and HS Tiki Toki are dangerous in today's society. They're teaching young boys that, that what they're doing is to treat women badly. In effect, obviously loads of young kids jumped on that and were like, you get no pussy, you get nothing. What are your thoughts on that? Because... What they're doing, I think, is a bit different than you or what they were doing. Very different. They come across very, they come across as twats, to be fair to women. In my opinion, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are um, that they know they come across as twats. People like them. They're fully aware of what they're coming across as. And depending on the intellectuality of the person is depending on how you would take their message. You can very easily take someone like, Let's go back to their old content. You can very easily take their message like, look at the ease that they go up and talk to people, talk to girls. No one's telling you to copy exactly what they say, right? But if you take the message in a way that you want to take it, in a positive, enforce it positively, I feel like every message anyone gives you in life, you can take in it in a positive manner, but you have to personalize it and you have to know your own boundaries on what to do. Um, and coming off that, I think they've also both promoted like um, being independent, working hard, keeping fit, keeping in shape. So there are core values that them guys have that every man should have. Whether you should go around talking to women the way they do, it's not for me to say. I wouldn't advise you to do it. I don't do it. I think I'm very respectful. And I think what I've shown, which is apparently the Riz, is knowing how to communicate with girls and uh, what they kind of like on a probably slightly more deeper level. But none of their messages that they've actually given out are massively wrong. They're, they're not like the guys listen, go around and chat shit to loads of girls. Like they're just doing that because they know that's what's gonna, that's what's gonna hit the internet. Same, same with Andrew Tate. You, you've met them. Are they, are they quite nice in real? Oh, you've met Ed. I don't know if you've met HS. Are they quite nice in real person or are they, is that who they are? Yeah, it's cool. We had a little vibe. We uh, we met in in Marbella, in uh, Now Beach Club. We did a little bit of content. 
got around some some Riz game. He's vibes. He's just he's just a he's just a young guy just living his life. I could not insult him for that. We did do some some Riz game, yeah. Um, successful. Partially. <laughs> Who is more more successful? No comment. You. I don't I don't battle against people. Do you not? No. Why not? It's a it's a game, isn't it? I'm in my own lane. It's not a game. I'm in my own lane. <laughs> How do you think girls feel? When you go up to them in the street with a camera in their face and try and pull game, do they know the camera's there? Depends. In the interviews where like you can see me facing the camera with them, of course, then the camera's there. And with them ones, I ask their permission before. Usually they're quite hesitant, like what the fuck's going on? And then when the interview starts, I try and interlock them towards me and less of the camera. Um, usually the kind of the green eyes play a, play a part in that. <laughs> um, so that kind of takes them away from the camera. And a lot of the time after the interview, they're like, fuck, like I, f I forgot we were recording, which I suppose is part of the Riz. Um, videos you've been seeing recently are more behind behind the scene. So I attach a mic to my to usually my bag that I'm wearing and try and keep it super low key. Sometimes they see the mic and I, I'm able to slide, like I drop the little, oh, my life's a documentary, don't worry. Do you think they feel put on the spot and need to speak to you? Not at all. The complete opposite. If they feel put on the spot, they won't want to speak to me. They'll do the complete opposite. I'm not. I'm not an intimidate. Like I'm not an intimidating man until you lock onto the green eyes. <laughs> I'm not an intimidate. I have a fucking ponytail. What girl? What girl's gonna be like? Fuck. You go up to girls and you go, "I'm Tarzan." When have I ever said I'm Tarzan? <laughs> girls call me Tarzan, and I say, "Well, I've got, I've not got a Jane on my side." Um, no, girls do not feel pressure to talk to me whatsoever, especially in London, the, because I do most of my content in London and there are loads of people in London asking you for stuff, selling you stuff. You know, the guys that are trying to get, you know, the guys outside the train station trying to get money off you. Loads of people think I'm that. I'm literally there. Like, excuse me. They're like, no, I don't have any money on me today. I'm like, ah, I should probably start a new business here. I might as well go and get money off people. Um, but no, girls don't feel pressured that they'll walk away. And then when they're into the, in the interaction, I say to guys, the most important like first step of the interaction is to make a girl feel comfortable because the, at the very first second, you're not trying to get a girl to fall in love with you. You just have to get her to the next stage of the interaction because girls are, as I said, nowadays in general, a bit more uneasy with guys. So you just need to let them know you're not, you're not a complete and utter like weirdo, right? Even though I am a bit of a weirdo, but just let the girl know you're cool you're a safe person to be around and then hopefully she'll she'll lock in with a conversation with you and then you can begin to unveil the unveil the riz what what are the stages of your riz <laughs> from well what's the end game with the riz how do you mean the end game end goal yeah the, the end goal whatever i want it to be sex uh sex doesn't really excite me unless it's with latino women <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> you definitely shouldn't be laughing. laughing. I'm just saying the truth. I'm just, no, but it's true. It is a hundred percent. Oh, here he is. Here he comes. Here he comes. She, she told me to be professional today, but it's a bit hard when Latinas are different breed. Yeah, especially Brazilian women. Sorry, say what were you saying? I know, and they are different breed. Yeah. Is that, have you been with more than one Latino in your life? No. Is that, uh, you ever been to South America too? No, not yet. Mexico? Yeah, South America. 
Mexico? Yeah, but I haven't been there. I haven't been there. Uh, no. Do you, wanna, do you wanna come sit here? Yeah. Come sit here. Up, no, she don't want to. You've never been to Mexico? No. Miami? No. LA? No. You've never been with another Latina? No. Hmm. How dare you? Uh, hmm. <laughs> I bet you are. She is. I yeah. I have no doubts. <laughs> I have no doubts. You are. Um, yeah. Sex doesn't excite me anymore. It did at the very at the start of this. I would say a lot of the riz was sex isn't a goal. It's part of what happens. The goal is is as I say the 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 goal of riz is always to just keep to the next stage. And um, depending on you as a guy, sometimes you'll be looking for a girl for like casual casual dating and casual or just casual sex or just fucking. Um, I've got to a point in my life where just fucking is it's pretty boring. Um, and but, but some guys haven't got to that part of their life and I encourage every guy, if they feel like they have to get that out of their system, do what they need to do. But I will also advise every guy that it's way overrated and I probably spent a lot, a lot of time um, having sex with girls thinking that I was doing some kind of mad number game on a tally when it's, it's really not necessary. So it's more of a thrill to you just to be able to show to yourself that fuck, I can, I can get girl. It took me five, six years of doing it and one phone call from my friend to realize what the fuck am I doing? Like, why do I even do this? I had no idea why I did it. Had no idea why I'd, I'd have sex with like low value women, like women that bring me nothing but vagina. I, and it took me to actually step away and ask myself why. And when I didn't have an answer, I was like, that's so weird. So weird that I actually don't have a reason as to why I'm doing it. Because like, let's be honest, sex with, with people that you don't have, you know, a decent energy and connection with is way overrated. Society, man. What's your worst type of woman? You, <laughs> she, she, he said, he said. Feminist. Um, my worst type of woman. Oh, the women that don't shut the fuck up. Just women that think they always know everything. They know they're always right. Women that, <laughs> women that just nag you and go on. Women that don't understand the value of a man. Women that don't understand that they do need men and, and they're not these independent like I saw a video the other day, women have timed feminism very, very conveniently. Just as as a society, we're able to provide equality. Just as a society, we've stopped all the wars and, and a lot of the manual labor. Women now want to be feminists. I didn't see any fucking women wanting to be feminists in, in 1911, going on the front line in fucking in Germany. I didn't see any feminists then. But now they want to be feminists. OnlyFans comes about and now I want to be a feminist. They timed it very conveniently. What are your thoughts on OnlyFans, girls? My partner's friends have... A f there's a few of her friends who, who have OnlyFans and I have my own perception on this. What's your perception on dating an OnlyFans girl? Dating or, or OnlyFans? I'll do both. OnlyFans in general, my perception is I am no one to tell you what the fuck to do with your life. I'm nobody. If someone, I will, I still will tell you what to do. If you listen to me, that's your problem. If you want to, if you want to take friendly advice, then, then go for it. Um, I think there's a certain level of 
lack of self-respect you have to have to do OnlyFans. But if you're comfortable with having that lack of self-respect and you're struggling for money and that's what you want to do, as I say, I'm no one to tell you what to do. I'd advise against it or I'd advise being at a completely and utterly perfect emotional state before you decide to do it. Um, my perception on dating an OnlyFans girl is I wouldn't do it uh, because her level of self-value and self-respect needs to match mine. Um, and I feel like an OnlyFans guy, dating an OnlyFans girl would, would just make more sense because you're on the same level of, of life and a relationship. I, I mean, listen, I can't see a masculine man being with an OnlyFans girl. I, I know a couple of people that are together from with an OnlyFans girl and the guys are, are bitches. I'm pretty sure she fucks him. Do you think the the guy's perception changed? Because one of the stories I have, I have, and I won't mention who, is that one of the only girl, uh, OnlyFans girls was looking for like love and to to settle down. And on the first date, the, the guy sort of just used her because she she looks easy and and whatnot. Do you think the guy's perceptions change? And do you think you can sort of find love being an OnlyFans girl? I think love a lot comes with purity. And I think as a man, there are lots of different ways to cheat in. Like cheating, again, society told us what cheating is. When there's physical contact there, it's cheating. But cheating can, can be a lot of things. And the purer a relationship is, the more natural love and energy you'll have there and the easier it will be. By a woman doing what she does on OnlyFans, in, in a type of way, it's cheating. It's not outright society accepted cheating, but in a, in a kind of way psychologically it's cheating so um both people will know that and it will affect their, their relationship i'm not i'm not saying they can't they can't find love i think anyone can find love at any point i think that's the very dangerous thing about love that it's actually very accessible but trust loyalty um happiness these things are the harder things love is the easy bit to fall in love someone's fucking easy just go to fucking latin america you fall in love in <laughs> you fall in love in three days Fucking Argentinian bitches making me fall in love. No, no, we hate Argentinians, don't we? Yeah, we. I've got to hate them. Apparently, they're they're rivals with Brazil. So, yeah. do you think someone like you can fall in love? Define love. You define love. I have a tattoo on my waist here that says, what's love? Um, can I fall in love? Of course I can. It would it'd be harder for me to fall in love because I'm a man with a very strong emotional control. Um, which means when I do get to the point of love, which would be a bit further down the line, it would always be controlled. Um, reckless love is what causes heartbreak. My heart could never break because my heart would never be in the hands of another person. So when I fall in love, it will be on my accord and, and in my control. You, you mentioned the OnlyFans thing. It's, it's sort of like cheating if you have a partner. If a, if a partner was with you and saw what you were doing, do you think they'd feel cheated on? 100%. Of course it is. Do you think that would stop you holding down a relationship? Has it in the past? No, but it, it would right now. It's as simple as this. Any girl that would accept what I do would lack disrespect, would, sorry, 
any girl that would be cool with what I do would lack self-respect, like, and be with me because I'd be worried if she wasn't jealous, right? If she wasn't like constantly jealous and annoyed, I'd be quite worried. <laughs> I'd be like, can you be a bit more jealous, please? Um, but then any girl that would want to be with me, I don't really want her because I can see that she lacks that level of self-respect. Um, I always say it's different for men and women completely. Um, we're trying to fight equality in a world where men and women are incredibly different people, biologically, scientifically, physically. Uh, so equality as a whole will never, ever be a thing. We're not equal in any shape or form at all. We might have kind of equal opportunities, but even then we don't because we're completely different. People judge me. They'll judge you sometimes. Um, and, and equality just doesn't exist. But in general... Yeah, I think I'd have to wait till till I'm done with this to to settle down with someone. What is the end goal for for your your Riz game? Like like I know I asked that earlier, but now what I mean is, what's the when when do you think this ends, or how does it end? Um, when when I feel like it needs to, I put in a I wake up in the morning and I put a hundred percent into every day. Any time that I feel like I need to adjust, which I'm doing, like now I'm in the I'm in the time of a, a slight adjustment to what I'm doing and the kind of content I'm producing. Every time I feel like I need to adjust, I'll adjust. But I'm very much awake up in the morning until you go to bed. Work 100% effort as hard as you can. Do everything you can to go to sleep like proud of yourself for the day, and uh, wake up and repeat it. I think I need to have more members on my team to be doing that for me. So I'm just focusing on, on the work. Um, but it will, it will grow out of me being on the streets, talking to girls. And, uh, in terms of an end goal for me, it's always been freedom, happiness, and providing for the people around me. So, um, that will, that will definitely come more with a real meaningful relationship, but life has its times. What's your family like life? Like you got a good relationship. Everyone's chill. Have a have a have a normal family. Um, they like what you're doing. Well, I say that because my parents are traditionalists. Um, when I do stuff like this or my business, whatever, they don't understand it. They're like, "Why are you wasting your time?" Yeah, yeah my yeah. dad still asks me if I'm going to get a real job. Yeah, my my dad yeah. still does the same. What What are your thoughts on that? How do you How do you deal with that? I laugh. I I, I remember when I bought her bought her my fucking. My brand, like my brand new Mercedes C-Class. And my dad was like, oh, that's a nice car, son. So, sorry, when you're getting a real job? I was like, right, brilliant. Okay. Next, it'll be the Lamborghini and you'll still be asking me the same question. Um, my, <laughs> I think my, I think most of my family uh, follow me, see it and laugh at it. They don't understand as well, but they will. Do you reckon they will? They will. I hope so. I hope mine do. When they need to understand, when the time is right, they will understand. You ever get rejected in in your videos? Of course. Millions of times. Do you post that as much as you do with the success? See, this is what... It frustrates me a tiny bit. I hate to have negative emotion. It frustrates me a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. Um, but I would post the rejections if they were good content. But very often it's, hi, would you like to... No. And it's like, okay, fine. Like, it's not so much... When I get in a conversation with a girl, I, I would say I very rarely get rejected. 
But if I had a really good conversation with a girl and then she went to reject me, 100% I post it. But most of the time, my rejection comes within the first second when I don't get to produce the, the riz. Don't, don't you think that that's more realistic though? For, for people who are watching going, he has all this success with girl. Actually, it's not like that. Actually, but it's not entertaining content. It I'm isn't, but it's realistic. But what is, when realistic content doesn't appeal to people so much? No, I mean, I get what you're saying. And let's say, for example, on my, on my, I, have a, I, have a, I have a community, Quantum Rizics. You've probably seen it about on my, on my uh, being advertised. Um, and in there, I'll post my rejections because I like, I like everyone to see. Social media is for entertainment. My social media is for full entertainment. That's why girls will come up to me and call me all sorts of things and say this and that. And I'm like, listen, I'm, in, I'm, just, trying, I'm just entertaining people which I'm succeeding in, you know, nearly a million people on TikTok seem to seem to like me a tiny bit. So I'm, I can't be doing terribly. Um, but I mean, no, you're right. It's good for them to see, but it's just not entertaining. You, you look, you clearly work hard a side that a lot of people don't see. They only see the end goal. They don't see what goes on behind the scenes. You mentioned you believe in waking up early all the way through working all the way through to you sleep what does your day look like what sort of projects do you work on during the day 4 30 every morning that alarm set all week um of course what's a weekend weekends is when the npc people decide to put their feet up and pretend they live a magical life when they don't literally weekends the same as birthdays people take two days to enjoy their life and pretend they have a a, a dream life and then dread going back to work on a monday it's it doesn't make sense. Um, I have no such thing as a weekend. I've worked seven days a week, uh, twenty four hours for the last year, nonstop. I wake up at half four. Morning times I think are super good to get all like the stuff you need to do, the real nitty gritty shit. Mornings are amazing. Get out of bed. Don't lounge around on your phone. Set your fucking alarm. Have the mental strength to get out of your bed. I put my phone away, like from the bed, so when I, I can't snooze it, it's not possible. Get up, go and get your phone, get out on a walk. I don't care how fucking cold it is, put 10 coats in if you need to, do whatever you need to do. But at 4.30, get up, get out of the bed and get ahead of people. Get a head start over everyone. Um, and I get all my good habits done in the morning, working out, exercise, drinking loads of water, uh, getting some good good stuff in my body, vitamins, um, any kind of fruits, uh, as I say, drinking a little water, stuff like ice baths, um, just self-care, making sure I'm, I'm healthy. And happy and, and ready to have a, a super productive day um, is is my morning stuff. And then if I've got any really shit jobs, I'll do them first thing in the morning. Um, and then with the day, I try and go out and film as much content as I can and edit a lot and take a lot of meetings. Um, but yeah, generally it's, it's nonstop. The more time I have spare outside of meetings and, and filming, I can edit more and produce more content. There are always spells where I like post three videos a day because I don't, I want to keep posting and not sit on content. So I'm always motivated to keep making content rather than have like a hundred videos in the bank. And go, I don't have to phone for a week or two weeks or whatever. So if I have content, I'll produce it. How many people are in your team? You. I do everything myself. Really? Yeah. You've got no one else to support you? I've, uh, I've recently... I've I've recently got got a couple of people in. Um, I have a couple of videographers that help out a bit. 
um, but just 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 filming and then sending it to me. I'm editing everything, um, and then I've now got a, a friend of mine who's sorting a lot of the back backroom stuff out. Um, but can you cope on your own? Yeah, always. I love it. Is it a control thing? You don't want to let go. Uh, yeah, I'm super. I'm a super realistic person. I'm never ever someone to be like, oh, this is this. No, I. I need to let go at some point of the stuff. I'm aware of it. I've tried and I've got it thrown back in my face in terms of trusting people and getting shit quality back to me. I, I just find with editors, now everyone says throw it to editors and I find with editors, I spend as much time telling them how to correct stuff as I would just edit the fucking video myself. Um, I'd love to be at a point where I've got three cameras in my face every second of every day and I'm not touching a tiny piece of it. It's getting chopped up, edited, sent to sent to me for approval maybe, and then posted. That's what I want to get because I want to be producing shitloads of content um, in lots of things, in in my kind of health and well-being, gym, um, talking to girls, general conversations that I have. My life is so, like the conversations I have on a daily basis with people, the guy that fucking is, is running a coffee shop, I always try and talk to people and uh, check up on people and, and whatever. So I'd love to get to that point. Where, where did this 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 need of or not need but act of wanting to talk to people come from? Because look, like I said, I'm from a small place in Exeter. You talk to everyone; that's that's natural. But then you come to London, and no one says a word to anyone. Everyone's head down in their own bubble. Why you? Uh, sometimes when you have a platform, you can try and change the world, but then on a life level, sometimes it's it's one by one. Is it an egotistical thing? No, not at all. You, you don't know the you don't know the impact you can have on someone's day or someone's life just from a conversation. Uh, super underrated. You're like, oh, I won't smile at that person because they're not smiling at me, or I won't talk to that guy because oh, I'm in a rush here. You don't know the 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 effects of just being positive all the time, being a completely pure, happy, and 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 positive person. The impact it has. It was only this morning I was at the gym. Um, and I went to the gym, I arrived at like six o'clock in the morning and the guy went to me, he was like, why the fuck are you always smiling? Like, I think it gets annoying the amount I'm like happy. And I'm just like, when you, when you really surround yourself with, with this energy and you're super happy and as I say, you don't know, you don't know how you can impact people's lives. Even if they're sometimes getting a bit annoyed at how chirpy and, and super energetic and enthusiastic you are. Some people need that. It's not only like direct, like, oh, how are you feeling? Are you going through anything right now? Yeah, oh, we can talk and grab grab, grab a coffee. Sometimes it just might be a smile and a, and a laugh and it makes their day. You don't know. How important is gym, fitness and health in your life? Not in my life. In everyone's life, it's super important. Um, how? Because psychologically and, and physically, um, physically and psychologically, it's, it's massively important. Um, I tell, I tell people like, I think everyone should go to the gym or have a form of exercise that they do. Uh, it's a good, good way to step out your comfort zone and keep in shape and, and keep your mind on top of everything. For me, it's super important. I think for everyone it, it should be, but again, I'm no one to tell anyone how to live their lives. If people want to be fat and lazy, they can be fat and lazy. Dating apps. I'll just say that. I'll just say dating apps and I'll let you talk. <laughs> <sighs> 
when have you when has anyone found a quality female on a dating app? What kind of quality female are you going to tell me you met her on a dating app? No. She came on the podcast a year ago. What kind of date what kind of person, what kind of valuable person sits on their phone, judges someone and decides to swipe left or right on them? What kind of like what kind of physical human does that? Dating apps are some dating app sums up society now. It, dating apps is everything wrong with this society. But I always say to guys, if you're looking for casual dating and you're looking for like, I think a lot of people on dating apps want the same thing, like they just want to fuck. So if that's what everyone wants, then then do it there. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against like, I'm not against sex. Do your thing. But people that tell me like they go on dating apps and are looking for meaningful relationships. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've seen them. Imagine you meet your girlfriend or your wife on a dating app and you're like, oh, I was just one of one million men she saw that day and she was close to swiping left and she was like, hmm, okay, swipe. Like, that's how you met? That's what you're going to tell your fucking grandkids? There's a lot of people rushing. I've noticed this. A lot of people who, well, I've seen a few on my Instagram who were dating like a year ago and now they're married. They first met a year ago and now they're engaged. They're rushing in into things because I think society are telling them that they should with age and, and whatnot. Why do you think they're rushing? Everyone does everything because society tells them to. We're in a world full of bitches. Like everyone, not just women. All right? Fucking hell. We have a Latina in the room, so that, that's, why, that's why he's scared. <laughs> Should we cut? <laughs> Everything I said was a lie. I just wanted to get her on site. <laughs> um, yeah. Nah, everyone in this world is just ugh. such followers, such sheep. I'm, the worst thing is we don't even realize it. Like I say bitches, but I do sympathize with people because they're, they're not like, even university, that's still a thing. After everyone's sitting here and telling you what the actual reality of university is and people are still going and parents are still forcing their kids to go. Like, what kind of parent tells their kid? Like- I know, imagine going to university going on a marketing course, study a marketing. And by the time you finish that course, the textbooks have changed. The algorithms have changed. It takes a year to write a textbook. Algorithms have changed. Everything's changed. Like I, I own a marketing agency. We will never hire anyone who's been to university because it's bullshit. You'd much rather someone come into your office, knocked on, knocked on the fucking door of your office and said, I read about you online. I've got an A4 sheet of paper of ideas of how you can expand your business. I'm going to give you a month of my work for free. You're going to, you're not like, you can cover my travel costs or whatever. I'll give you, I'll come in for a month for free, which working for free is cheaper than university because you have to pay for university a lot of fucking money. You're going to, you're very rarely going to say to that person, no. Worst comes to worst, they have a month in your company and, and for free and you get them to fucking make coffee, make coffees every morning. The truth is no one's willing to do that. I did that. I did that with a guy. I came in um, and, and worked for him for free for a month. When I was starting, I went to all the coffee businesses in Exeter and went, right, I'll do your marketing for free. Uh, got loads of clients off the back of that. And I remember one of my first hires, it was, it was someone who came in with a USB stick and he had an introduction video that we could send to clients about our agency. Hired him there on the spot. But no one's doing that. Yeah. University's the, the society thing. It's, it's a shame. It's such a shame. And the worst thing isn't the kids that, that are going, even though I advise kids not to go. 
Um, the worst thing is the parents that are, that are telling their kids that that's the right thing because ultimately I get that you think you're doing the best thing. But I said this the other day in a video, love, the word love, by birthing a child, you don't automatically love them. It's not how love works. Love comes with other things involved. As I say, loyalty, um, friendship, like purity, caring. Like these are all things that come with love. And uh, I think parents think that as soon as they birth a kid, they just automatically love them. So they don't have to act any way. They just do whatever they want, but they, they love them because they're a kid. If you love your kid, you'll be a lot more understanding and, and caring into their future. And by doing that, you'd research, you'd listen, you'd open your fucking ears. Because unfortunately, parents have lived a long life. I understand it. They've lived their life. But that means they think they know everything. But the truth is society is changing every year. And now they're, they're, they're shooting their kids in the foot, unfortunately. One thing I just want to finish on is loneliness. Are you lonely? No. Really? Because, look, like I said, you have this perception of he, he has all these girls on his, on his TikTok. But do you have someone to go home to every single night and, really? sh yeah, and share something with? Doesn't that bother you? No, because that's, I mean, not at all. Not at all, because I'm so filled with like goodness and golden, like golden energy. Um, I have people around me if I need. I'm with people every day. I'm, I'm super lucky that I, I have a job where I can talk to people, even like yourself. Um, and, and if I ever need any specific type of person, I have them within my life. Um, I wouldn't say I've got as many people super close to me as you might imagine, but definitely not lonely. Um, and doesn't, you can't, you can't want, you can't want everything. We're in a life, we're in a world where people like want everything. They want to do one thing and want something that's outside of the consequences of, of what they've done. Consequences of what I've done is that there will be less chance for me currently to, to be, to be able to get into a meaningful relationship with a girl. So I can't fucking complain about that because I'm the, I'm the one that did it. So for now. How important's your circle? The people you have around? Amazingly important. Anyone with a negative mindset, um, they'll, they'll stay so far away from me. I've had close friends that sit there and complain all day and, and they've, they've gone from my life. Now, unfortunately, I'm a super caring person, so I still communicate with them and I still try and support them where I can. Um, but I mean, I'd advise anyone to look closely at the people around you. Look how much they moan and bitch. Look how much they, they talk shit about other people. Look at their reactions to certain things. Look at how kind and pure hearted they are. Look at what they're willing to do for you. Again, the word friend, it holds weight. It means someone needs to and wants to add value to your life. So make sure they are. Um, but circle is super important. Amazing. Well, Diego, we have a tradition on this podcast. A quick fire question. Is it? Is it a quick fire date with your girlfriend? <laughs> uh, so my girlfriend is a judgmental beautiful, scary woman <laughs> who, when she first saw your TikToks, thought you were an absolute prick. <laughs> Twat. Sorry, womanizer. Woman, womanizer. She said womanizer, yes. Now that you've come on the podcast and the online disruptor has tamed you, she thinks you're a really nice guy. I don't know what the question she wants me to ask you is, but what are your thoughts? I think she just, I think she just wants to go on a date with me. Just tell her any time, any place. Um, the, the, I think the question she was implying was, 
who the fuck am I? Um, <laughs> and the answer is the problem with most girls in society, which is they don't want to listen and they don't want to open their ears. Now, I'll tell you now, if me and her were here and we had a conversation, she wouldn't be as warming to me as she is now because being behind the camera, she just had to listen and not talk. And when people listen and not talk, they don't have a choice but to try and understand things. When people just talk what they want to talk, they don't understand. So um, the front of it is, is that behind everything that guys are doing or saying, there's meaning. And when you try and understand the meaning, you will. And if me going around talking to girls um, on the street, very respectfully, never disrespectfully, flirting with them because I'm a... Listen, I flirt with fucking grandmas. If I saw a grandma, I'd flirt with her because that's just the kind of guy I am. I'm super warm. Um, if that's bad, if that's being a womanizer and narcissistic, call the fucking police. Call the fucking police. But it's okay because Brazilian police are going to come. I'm going to pay them $5 and they're going to fuck off anyway. That's how it works in Brasilia. Ay, take me back. Take me back. So Brazil is your favorite country? Rio is my favorite place in the world. We were finishing with our tradition on this podcast. The quick fire question. What three things are you grateful for right now? Um, oh, my goodness. That means be quick fire. I'm sorry. I failed you already. Uh, Latinas. <laughs> Colombianas. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, Latinas, all jokes aside. Um, beautiful women. And... That's kind of one, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, we'll go Latinas. Latinas. We'll just say women. Um, Latinas. No, no women. Come on, let's be <laughs> English oh. women. <laughs> English women. What, three things I'm grateful for. I can't say that, can I? I can't. I can't say English women. <laughs> cut. I should cut that. <laughs> I'll go Latinas. Freedom, and. Oxygen. So life. <laughs> life. I don't know. I'm 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 not really a person that sits down and sees what I'm grateful for. I just fucking live. I just get on with it. Amazing. Well, Diego, it's been a pleasure. My man.